0: Of course, that's our Kenny.
1: Fine, I got something to say to Kenny. Speaking of flops, Deadpool's going (laughs) to (laughs) suck. That's all I have to say about that. Hello everybody, welcome back to Something Gate. We got topics aplenty, so we're driving right into episode 20.
0: Let's go. And we are back with episode 20, along with episode 20. Congratulations on our uh, little anniversary here, Steve. Woohoo! We are also... I oh, didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead, bud. Oh, we're, we're almost legal. Almost legal, man. We can almost drink the beers we're drinking right now, which is fantastic. So, uh, unlike most other nights, uh, we are actually switching up for beer tonight. Yes, so, we are. Um, I'm Jared Sampson. I'm Steve Bardo. And we'd like to invite you to play along with the Something Gate drinking game. Yes, so if
1: you're in an area where it's reasonable and legal and safe to do so, drink along with us. Anytime you hear me say
0: that I'm going to edit something, go ahead and take a drink. Any reference to the TV show Archer, go ahead and take a drink. And anytime you happen to hear us take a drink or hear, go ahead and take a drink, guys and ladies. So with episode twenty, we decided that uh, we're going to try another little new format with this. We're going
1: to knock things up a
0: notch. Bam, spice weasel. <laughs> so along with us doing episode twenty, we kind of wanted to bring it back full circle and bring up something that that finally came to a resolution, surprisingly, on our twentieth oh, anniversary. Oh my God. So today, the <laughs> judge in the Tom Brady case made his judgment. Yeah. <laughs> no suspension for you. Everything's okay. It's all right to cheat. Roger yeah. Goodell's a dick, and he overstepped his bounds. Go ahead and uh, get paid all the money you want to get paid and go beat them Colts. Oh, God.
1: Foosball.
0: You know you know how shallow I am? I, like, Like, <laughs> the only thing about this entire case that had any bearing on my life at all is I just wanted the answer to come down after my football drafts because I wanted to steal Tom Brady for a real cheap cost. Like, I wanted to get him on my team, like think that he's going to be gone for four games, and then be able to use him later on. And be like, bam, bitches. Boom, Tom yeah,
1: Brady.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, I have two drafts on Sunday, so that's not going to work. Womp, womp. So, Steve, what's your opinion on the entire deflate gate thing? I mean... Um, I, honestly, I think it's asinine. The whole thing
1: is just... At the end of the day, it's supposed to be a game, and, you know, obviously it's worth, you know, billions upon billions of dollars, but, you know, it's kind of like when we talked about, you know, the kids cheating at Little League. Right. Like, you know, just, hey, look, you he got away with it, so eh, it's cool to cheat. There's no punishment. <laughs> um, sure, I guess. Um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big football fan, so I've only been following it as uh, it's come across my newsfeed. Um Ultimately. But you are a
0: participant in a fantasy football league. I apparently. Shout out to the Badonkadonk PPR Foosball <laughs> League. Yes. The Still in the <laughs> Vineyard, ladies and gentlemen. Where did those names come from, anyway? I made them up because, like, <laughs> since we're going into two eight team divisions, I figured it'd be good to have, like, because it's a guy's division and a girl's division, but I don't want to be like, women drink margaritas and guys drink whiskey. So I made it to Still in the Vineyard. It's kind of lame, I know. I'm taking suggestions for next year. Shut up! Okay. Don't you look at me with that face.
1: So it's a so it's a vineyard, huh? Like you know, wine and stuff instead of margaritas. Yes. Can you taste the bush?
0: Hey,
1: that's a callback from an episode ago, a couple episodes ago, which you might be hearing tonight <laughs> as we record this. Our new, our last episode is posting. Um, yeah, like ultimately, it makes very little difference in in my life, but it's just kind of
0: shitty that. You know, he got away with it, but there's people who get away with a lot worse things in the NFL. One thing that the judge said that I kind of agreed with is that he said that the NFL overstepped their bounds. Roger Goodell, specifically, just a you know kind of an abusive power thing. And then the judge also stated that this is not, I mean, quote unquote. I, I mean, this is a my interpretation of the quote because I read it, but I didn't read it. I, this is not a direct quote. He said, "No, it's not like you're taking." This isn't like steroids. This this performance enhancement is not like steroids. This was a equipment violation, whatever. Yeah, I, you I think, know, they, I think like, they even said right when it happened. You know, the Patriots could have been throwing
1: beach balls and they still would have stomped the shit out of yeah, their team, exactly. So.
0: And I mean, and you look at back in the day, like when the guys were wearing stickum and everything and putting that on their hands or yeah, like putting like Teflon putting on their, their jerseys, the Pam on their yeah, pants and I stuff. mean, yeah. No, nobody really got nailed for four-game suspensions, especially the biggest player or, like, you know, the, the, the franchise player of the league yeah. for the most part.
1: Yeah. So, you know, thanks for giving us a show name, but yeah. <laughs> other, than, other than that, we can put you, you know, to bed.
0: We do have to thank Tom Brady for that, don't we? <laughs> and Jeremy. And Jeremy. Otherwise, this would have been TWTW, and we've been crying in our White Sox squalor right now. Yeah,
1: only one today. Hooray!
0: After a grand slam in the third inning, put us down four to nothing. We, we fought back because we got twtw. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm just. Sometimes. I just know that it's going to be. I'm just on. I know we're going to be looking at a lot of of uh, Cubs victories in the next few years. Yeah. And I'm very happy for. I'm like very happy for my Cubs fan. Cubs fan friends, but it's going to be very depressing to me because I'm just going to be jealous the whole time. I can't
1: wait to get a burger from Robin Ventura. A burger from Robin Ventura. Well, yeah, you know he's going to be flipping them after this.
0: Season. <laughs> oh, he sets it up and he crushes it. So, Steve, we're talking about court here, talking about Deflate Gate. What other, what other court thing happened today that we wanted to talk about? I don't know who's that stupid bitch. Who's Kim always... Davis. Yeah, that one. Our best friend, Steve. Uh, I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> so today, uh, breaking news as of around one o'clock uh, today. Kim Davis, who is a uh, circuit county clerk in, oh, what state are you here? Arizona, maybe? I thought it was Kentucky. Kentucky? Sounds about right. Anyway, circuit county clerk, would re. ever since the uh, Supreme Court ruled that it's okay for LGBT yeah, community to get, you know, marriage equality. Yeah, uh, If you, you want to get, get married. You can
1: get married in any state now,
0: according yeah. to the Supreme Court. Go ahead and, uh, you know. Do, marry who you want, do what you want, come be miserable with everybody else. It's good times. <laughs> so. <laughs> so today, um, ever since that ruling came down, this Kim Davis chick has continued to not honor though that, that Supreme Court decree.
1: Yeah, which is not in her jurisdiction to do. She's a clerk, not a judge.
0: She's also an employee of the government. Yeah. You kind of <laughs> have to uphold the Constitution. And when the Supreme Court makes a ruling, that affects the Constitution. That affects the way the Constitution... because the, the Constitution's interpretation is, is is decided in the Supreme Court. Granted, it's not changing the amendments or anything, but amendments, bills, everything are... Discussed and ruled on in the Supreme Court. And she's like, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a government employee, but you know, fuck it. I'm not gonna listen to it. Yeah.
1: I don't want to do this because it conflicts with my religious beliefs. It's your job.
0: Yeah, exactly. So Kim Davis um wouldn't do it, continued to not do it. She had a she appealed to uh her her circuit court and her state supreme court, and they said, pound sand, basically you're what you're saying is uh so here's what it said is uh Bunning ordered, so this judge ordered her to comply with the Constitution regardless, and a federal appeals court and the Supreme Court both denied her request for a stay of Bunning's decision. So when they say uh, a federal appeals court and the Supreme Court, talking about the federal court at her jurisdiction and then the Supreme Court of the yeah,
1: state. Yeah, so she's ordered by a judge to do something and she didn't, so she's now being held in contempt of
0: court. Yes, she is. She is seen taken out in handcuffs from her place of employment, and maybe she's going to be looked at as a martyr or whatever for the... No, you know what? You want to be a martyr, light yourself on fire, and shut up and get off your (laughs)
1: soapbox, because nobody wants to hear about your bullshit religious beliefs. Yeah. Not to say that religious beliefs are bullshit, but when you're trying to uphold the sanctity of Christianity and you've been divorced three times... Eh.
0: Thank you for bringing up the point that I wanted to talk about.
1: So, so, you know, it's, it's (laughs) like part of me, you know, the journalist and photojournalist in me is like, you know, don't let the, don't let the person counteract the argument. Like Bill Clinton could be up there giving a, you know, a thing about the sanctity of marriage. It might not invalidate his argument just because it's Bill Clinton giving it, you know, the facts that are presented in the argument might be the same. Um, if you have religious beliefs and they form, you know, part of your belief system in the way you live your life, that's fine. I'm all for it. Live the way your life, live your life the way you want to live it, but stop ramming it down other people's throats.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's quoted as saying, uh, this is a heaven or hell issue for me and for every other Christian that believes. So, I hear what you're saying, and if you have religious conviction, that's fine. You also have the right to not be employed in the thing that you are. And at the same time you have to you can go well I'm a, I'm an employee I shouldn't have to have my religious rights squashed fine whatever um unfortunately you work for the United States government and they told you to do this you have the right to not work there and you have the you have the choice and and you being a citizen you have the option to either follow or not follow that yeah, rule they and, don't have to pay you you don't
1: want to do what your boss says Bye. Yeah, exactly. It's not uh a difficult thing to understand to me. Um I don't you know know how other people feel. Feel free to give us feedback on the issue.
0: There was an update that came out around four o'clock that it says, uh I'm getting all this off of thinkprogress.org but they're quoting things, so I mean I can't say this is from reputable reputable news source or it's anything.
1: Probably, it's got to be the Associated Press. It's, it's got to be an
0: AP leak. It. I mean, an AP story, but they are quoting things. But it says at uh, 357 as of today, attorneys representing the same-sex couples in this case, because the same-sex couples are the people that sued her, that which brought it. Sure, she, because
1: they denied, she denied them their legal right to get married. Exactly.
0: So the attorneys representing the same-sex couples in this case reportedly offered a deal that Judge Bunning agreed to which would allow Davis to leave jail if she permitted several other deputy several of her deputy clerks to issue marriage licenses to the same sex couples according to multiple sources on twitter so take that as you will however Davis has refused this deal and elected to remain in jail okay, all good. i can, go to jail
1: no one cares about all, you
0: like all i see here right now is that she's getting some fame and some spotlight and you know maybe she has that religious conviction and if she does whatever i mean that's your right to 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 stand up for what you believe in—that's great. I mean, if that's what you want to do, fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, but, you, you can stand up for what you believe in as long as it's legal. Right. You can be like, I don't believe in gay marriage, but guess what? Here's your license. Yeah. I I don't understand the conflict. You know, one of our one of our good friends on another podcast
0: who owns a restaurant says, "Hey, if you're my customer, I'll believe anything you want." Exactly, and, and, and if you look at it, especially in the county clerk's position, her job is to provide a service to the county in which she, yeah, to which she presides. And the county clerk, by, by the way, if ever, anybody doesn't know, the county clerk's position is an elected position. She had to run for office; she got it. So she is the county clerk. She has deputy clerks that work underneath her, and she forbade any of the deputy clerks and every and herself to to issue these licenses. Um, but guess what? You're here to provide a service for the people that elected you. They. Based on what the freaking law says to do. (laughs) Exactly. It'd kind of be like,
1: you know, it's like a cop saying that you can steal because you don't have a job.
0: Exactly. I I just, it it doesn't make sense. Probably not the
1: best analogy.
0: And all I see in this case really is just somebody that's trying to buck for a... You you want know to hear just on the back like behind the whole scenes of this entire thing is all I hear is just like I just see the Westboro Baptist Church just like hanging out <laughs> oh, behind God. the scenes, trying to like like I can see their lawyers and everybody calling her going look sure do whatever you got to do we'll we'll protect you we'll get you out of it whatever we've got your back any legal fees anything you're our person yeah you know and I just see that And it's just a very unfortunate thing because like hate has no place in today's society especially in the state in the United States I mean. We're a big melting pot. We're a huge country. Every, I mean, it's stupid, but, like, really, everybody should really love everybody. I mean, as, as much as you can. Just be awesome to each other. Yeah. Thank you, Bill and Ted. <laughs> so what's next, Steve?
1: Oh, well, I mean, considering we've got a lot of, uh, you know, failures in public office... Thought we should talk about some of the uh, upcoming failures and current failures in the movie business since we oh, like to talk about movies.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Including the uh, soon to be travesty of one of my childhood heroes. Uh,
0: yeah. The, so, the super fighting robot, Mega, Mega Man. Man. So. Okay. Along with the fantastic, we talked about it on the last podcast. But along with the fantastic launch of the of the collection with uh, one to six, one through six of Mega Man, today came some very heartbreaking news to me. And I, I don't know if I should look at it as heartbreaking news, but based on the studio producing it, it's yeah, heartbreaking news to I, me. <laughs>
1: I can't even remember the last time Fox had a hit. It might have been well, I guess. You know, Days of Future Past, aside X Men, Days of Future Past, aside, I can't remember really the
0: last Fox film that I liked. I will give Um, Fox credit on the X Men series. Even X one, X X two, and X three were decent. Like X
1: two was one of is still one of my favorite superhero movies. X three we just don't talk about. Um, And the the Wolverine was okay. It was serviceable. Um, Wolverine X X Men Origins Wolverine was was terrible. Terrible.
0: Um, it was so bad they uh, had to redo it as <laughs> the Wolverine. Yeah. I mean, really, they they completely retold the story yeah, again. Basically, I mean, just another part of but, yeah. of Logan's but, life. Yeah,
1: but it's it's okay because I don't remember. It's like you know, it's like all the Jason Bourne movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. But um, so today we found out that Fox Studios has optioned a uh, 20th Century Fox is planning a Mega Man live action movie. No. So. No. Yeah. So this is from Nerdist.com. But Capcom's Mega Man is about to jump to another platform. 20th Century Fox is reportedly developing Mega Man as a live action film in conjunction with Chernin Entertainment. Uh, David Reddy and Michael Finfer are slated to produce the film. Uh, Peter Chernin, Mike Ireland, and Ryan Horrigan. Like a whole bunch of people are getting their hands in it. They still have yet to choose a director or screenwriter. Um, the Mega Man video game franchise launched in 1987, as we all know. We talked about it last time. Everybody that's listening to this podcast either knows about Mega Man or at this point doesn't give a shit about what we're talking about. So we're just gonna <laughs> skip past the history on it. Um one thing to note, though, is that uh Dentsu Entertainment announced a new Mega Man animated series that will debut in 2017 for the character's 30th anniversary. Hey, now that I can get behind. That's
1: the vessel that Mega Man needs to live in. Yeah, because there was... uh, Some people might remember there was a Mega Man cartoon uh, focusing on him and Dr. Wily. Um, And I believe, as I stated in the previous podcast, uh, I always thought the X series would have
0: had uh, an excellent run as an anime. X would have been fantastic. And, you know, the thing... (laughs) I'm sitting here looking at this, right? And I go, you know, I love me some Mega Man, as we talked about. But I look at it and go, unfortunately, Fox is attached to this. Yeah. And as we all know, thanks to Um That Just Happened, shout out to Rodney and Adam. Hashtag fuck Fox is Fantastic Four. Fuck Foxes everything. Yeah. In the face. <laughs> they don't know how to produce. The majority of their movies very well well they know how to produce them they just well, don't sure. how
1: to make them right that's a good point I <laughs> which mean... you know it's almost the the thing that strikes me is as you ever have you ever seen the the play of the musical the producers absolutely one of my favorite plays of of all time and and the plot of it is that you know uh this producer and an accountant they get together and the accountant uh, in the versions that i've seen played by matthew broderick says that if you produced if you knew a show was going to fail, you could generate as much money as you wanted to um, make it, and you could put on a cheap production and it would fail, and you could pocket the extra cash because nobody's interested in the bookkeeping of a flop. It's only if the film success that the backers would demand their payment for it. So I just I gotta wonder with. You know, movies just being so bad, like the Wolverine and, and Fantastic Four in particular. Is Fox, you know, just kind of being like, uh, you know, like you run into the bank with the big sack with the money logo on it. And just they like, absolutely <laughs> could, man, You
0: know, I mean, if you think about it, they they get the funding for, like, let's call it like, Fantastic Four. What was 147 or 100? 100 and... I thought it was closer to 160. To be okay. Honest. Yeah. So let's, so let's say approximately or above $150 million budget. Yeah. Right. So you take that, you go to the bank, and with that budget, you pay your director, you pay your studio execs, you pay your everybody everybody, everybody gets paid mm-hmm. The thing you got people have to understand is that like movies are produced and made in advance of getting paid for making the movie. You know the studio gets all the money they can get from funding wherever else they want to go, and everybody gets paid. yet if the movie flops, they're like, "Oh, you guys kind of lost your ass, no. Everybody that put money into the movie that's expecting to make money back loses their ass. And until those people realize and those those, you know, hedge fund managers and investment banks and everything decide to stop fucking giving dumb people money, it's not going to stop. We don't have to go see the movie to make them make another one. They already they already slated another fantastic Four, too. I know. I and I don't, don't want the studio and yeah. I mean, here, here's a here's a little connection that actually the the disease network has to Fox Studios is that uh, Black Knight was created was was made November twenty first two thousand one and uh, actually Jonah Schneider who was number one in Russia was an actor in <laughs> the Black Knight he sure was I mean we're trusting a studio <laughs> that hired Jonah Schneider as an actor I mean come on oh. I mean this is the studio that made Kung Pao Enter the Fist oh God Uh, what else here? Uh, let's see. Swim fan, hmm. Daredevil. Actually, Swim fan okay. is actually kind. I don't think Swim fan
1: gets the credit that it should. It was a pretty good horror issue. I movie agree. I own it. Time. It's
0: pretty. It's pretty good. Like it's a pretty good uh, Cape Fear type. You yeah, know, like...
1: little uh, you know, little hand, little hand that rocks the cradle action. Going so on. let's
0: go down the comic book slash you know uh, nerd slash video game route. So let's take like, it. Look look uh, do so, uh, Daredevil. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh God. Uh, how do you ruin Captain Nemo? Yeah. <laughs> right? By making Let's him team see. up
1: with Tom Sawyer,
0: that's how. Exactly. Uh and, Alien uh, versus Predator. Oh God. Yeah. How do you feel about that one, Steve?
1: I st- way to ruin two of my favorite franchises
0: <laughs> of all time. Oh, Electra. Yeah. Uh, they had the distribution rights of Star Wars Episode 3. They made Fantastic Four. They made yeah, Fantastic Four 2. Rise of the they Silver made Surfer. Fantastic yeah. Four, the new one. <laughs> they made Big Mama's House, too. <laughs> Big Mama's House. Uh, X Men Last Stand, uh, which is your favorite, which is X 3, I believe. That is correct. That's and then, you know, through here, you look at a lot of them, and they have a bunch of fun movies that were, like, co-founded with other, like, for instance, one thing that I really like from Fox, Fox, I will give Fox credit on one thing. Fox Searchlight, Fox Searchlight Pictures, like, their independent film company that, like, just basically buys licensing and distribution rights for, for some movies, mm-hmm. does a great job finding some movies. You know, like, um, oh, God, I just saw it as a pass through, like, Idiocracy. Yeah. Right, great movie um John Tucker must uh not John I'm sorry it was uh Howard was it here 28 weeks later okay great one right mhm Simpson's movie another co-production Steve what do you feel about a, Aliens versus Predator
1: Requiem oh god if John Wayne what would happen if John Wayne was a predator <laughs> that, that terrible terrible thing that happened to everything
0: oh man but like you know they they've they've made a few they made a few good movies over the past 10, 15 years, but I just I don't trust a company that has failed so hard in this genre. And not necessarily the video game genre, but just like the whole nerd culture genre. They, they... Okay, here's another one, for instance. Here's another perfect, perfect video game example Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun Li.
1: Oh, God.
0: Dragon Ball, Evolution.
1: Oh, double God.
0: Yeah, all, it's, it's all the
1: terrible and all the and like not even terrible enough to be to be f- enjoyable for being terrible. Like just legit awful. But they did make your favorite movie, Steve.
0: They did make Aliens and another A, Alien, Avatar. Uh, I'm pretty sure James
1: Cameron helmed most of that. I think Fox yeah. just distributed that <laughs> exactly. Avatar.
0: They also made Machete, <laughs>
1: which is awesome. I can't wait for. And me then I, I in space. will guess I, That's I, gonna be you awesome. You know,
0: as much as I shit on Fox, okay, I gotta say when they came out and and nailed first class, Days yeah. of Future Past, th- those were freaking awesome movies. Yeah, pretty good. Prometheus. And, I love Prometheus. Yeah,
1: I like. I love. Um, I do love Prometheus, and like major props to Days of Future Past. Like to realize. What a mistake you made on X three, and be
0: like, "How do we fix this?" Yep. How oh, do we try and Do we undo it. Yep. <laughs> then uh, they and then they fixed X Men Origins Wolverine, and they made <laughs> the Wolverine, which was which was a m- fix,
1: more 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 stomachable.
0: You know, it, it was it was a much better version of it. So I mean, and and I that's the depressing part about this, right? Is that I sit here and looking, at, oh, for instance, like do you know, they have the distribution rights How to Train Your Dragon too. Right, uh, you know. Let's be cops. That movie was fucking hilarious. I look at all these movies that they've done lately, and I go, okay, you know what? Maybe they're getting their shit together. Maybe they're, you know what? Maybe they're really doing it. They made Kingsman, okay? Awesome. Well, no, uh, Marv, uh, which is Matthew Vaughn's
1: production company, made that. Fox just, Fox owns Lionsgate, which um, had the distribution rights for that.
0: Sure. You're right. Yeah, so Marv Films, you're right. correct. I'm sorry. But what I'm saying is they seem to generally have their shit together. Like lately. as long as they're as long as they're not
1: they're like EA sports
0: of video games. As, You're long in as, the game. as long as
1: they're not doing it themselves, it's fine. Like EA does great stuff by, you know, getting us Dead Space and getting us Madden and M L B the show and all those kind of things. But anything that EA does by themselves is usually kinda of bad. Um, you know, and that's kinda of how Fox is to me. Um I I can never ever forgive them for the aliens versus predator stuff, and that's how you get ants.
0: <laughs> that's a uh, drink cue right there for you folks that are not Archer fans. You know what? I, as much as you hate it, I enjoy the Alien versus Predator series. Like, I, I do. I, like there, it's, it's, I a, can, it's a turn my brain
1: off type. I can view certain parts of them as enjoyable. Like the the first Alien versus Predator is is so clearly an homage to Alien that you know i can get behind a lot of scenes of it um but i'm sorry you you lost me when um for whatever reason lance hendrickson was in it at all and uh when he you know decides to shoot the predator with a you know spray can flamethrower because he walked past him and didn't kill him and then killed him anyway you lost me, and then when the Predator gave the girl the, you know, alien head shield and tail spear, I was like, nope, I'm done.
0: Sorry. And I thought that was so cool. I'm like, oh, it's so awesome. So let me, okay, so we know we you hate the Alien vs. Predator movies, right? Which is understandable. What did you think of Predators? I liked Predators. Again, uh, something that
1: Fox distributed because uh Robert Rodriguez, his studio, uh, was the one responsible for actually making the movie. Which his
0: studio is fucking awesome by yeah, the way. Um
1: Rodriguez International Pictures also brought you Spy Kids.
0: Yes they did. Which my kids have just started getting into which is kinda of fun. Yeah.
1: And uh also they did uh you know for our more adult fans they did uh
0: Grindhouse. They and did Grindhouse uh, Planet, Planet Terror. Terror. Um, but that was a collaboration with uh with Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino,
1: correct? Uh they also worked together for uh From Dusk Till Dawn, oh, that's so which good. um was a great film in my opinion. The sequels are terrible. Agreed. Um but there's also on Netflix a the TV show right? episode TV show. Did you watch it? Yeah. How was it? I loved it. Um, that's great. I really did. Um it basically retells the movie but like super slow, a lot more character development. Okay. Um you know, adds different characters but but is it
0: a rehash or is it is it like a well is it more expounded so you like a lot more depth and there's a lot more you get more meat to it there's
1: a lot more depth to it which is something that you can do in a tv is salma hayek in it uh no i cry no you
0: won't so rodney that is not an underrated hot chick that is an appropriately rated hot chick (laughs) which is at, at top of the scale
1: yeah. Um. Excellent. Excellent. If you've got the
0: got the time to watch it. Um. So. So. I. I mean. I. I guess the thing that I have to say about the whole uh, the whole Fox hitting Mega Man thing is one. I don't like. Mega Man does not need to be live action at all. It. It. It just doesn't need to be. It needs like, to live as it needs to live in animation. Uh,
1: yeah. How are you gonna like? Are they trying to remake RoboCop? Because you already did that. Yeah. And, and did it well. I forget. actually Made RoboCop. I don't care. It was but, decent. Yeah, exactly. It's just I don't. I don't understand how you're gonna do that in a movie. And what elements are you going to take out of the game to create a game experience? Because in the world of video game to movies, the only ones that I can think of that I like are the first Silent Hill and the first Resident Evil.
0: Sure. I I agree. I like... Well when it comes to like video game movies, like I really do dig the entire resident evil series. Like bec- bec- because of what it is, I-, I like it because I can turn it on and-, and-, and turn my brain off and-, and enjoy it. I couldn't even tell you what happens uh, after the second one. I don't think I zombies get shot and, bad. and <laughs> Alice gets more powerful.
1: Ah, huh, okay.
0: Well. The end then <laughs> it's fun like that. World like game. I've bought them. I've, I think I've, I think I own them all Jeez. just because like you get them eventually for super cheap or you yeah. like go on Amazon. It's like a five ninety nine <laughs> for a blu-ray. <laughs> Resident yeah. Evil dot 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 purchase. You know what I mean? Yes.
1: Uh, the world need, needs more. Military. But
0: then I'm also the yeah. <laughs> I'm also the guy that loves Doom. It's true. You okay. Do you love Okay. But I also I can see the thing with me is I can identify when I have but those, bad taste. Those
1: movies are so bad that they're good. I there's, know. there's. You can enjoy a
0: bad movie because it's a bad movie. You, you can't enjoy a terrible movie. I don't understand how you're going to turn a side scroller into a live action movie. I. But, okay, and, he, and here's, like I said, we, we, we've gone back and forth on, like, how Fox sucks, how Fox has done some good things. My fear is that they're going to take this thing of my childhood and and do to it what they did to Fantastic Four. I'm afraid that that group is going to get tasked with doing this, and they're going to do, like, the producers and laugh all the way to the bank with a bag full of money with a dollar sign on it. Exactly. And, and just.
1: And that's what we'll have is our Mega Man experience. Right, and.
0: It could be cool, it could be fun, but, like, I I just don't see how it would work, and I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, like, the the idea, like, I I don't
1: know, I mean, like, I think X, I think Mega Man X has a better... um, has a better chance to be something mainstream media because the idea of the artificially intelligent robot is better than, you know, mega man and roll and rush. Uh, you know, he's rock man in, in Japan, which is rock roll and rush. And, you know, you got treble and bass, the whole music theme that predominates the series. You know, he, he can't think for himself. He's programmed to do what he does. Right.
0: Um, I could see the movie only working if it was X and zero. Yeah, exactly um but but like when i think about that all i can think about is a bad japanese movie that gets made and translated into america like that's all it, i can yeah,
1: think i just I, I, a movie is the a, the, a theatrical production, especially a live action one, is, is the wrong way to go with the property. Um,
0: but I am kind of stoked for the cartoon. Like, the ones coming out yeah, the oh, anniversary 2017, awesome. like, I'm, I'm kind of on board with checking that yeah, out. I
1: would be, I'm fine with that's, that.
0: But to me, like, that's the medium for that show, and I know I said that earlier, but.
1: Exactly, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I agree wholeheartedly with you um, on that.
0: So, with this being the uh, 20th episode, 20th anniversary, if you will, or 20th episode anniversary, totally not 20th year anniversary. (laughs) We wanted to take a shot at stepping the game up on the podcast, and we're going to premiere two new segments for this podcast.
1: It's
0: my premiere music. (laughs) We're going to be premiering two segments called Adulting 101. That's how to deal with being an adult. As in, Steve and I are old and crotchety now and hate kids in their 20s doing shit that they shouldn't be doing and white and nerdy that's where we're going to be putting all of our directly comic book related material that's going to be the portion of the show to where if we have something directly comic book related that's going to live i know that not everybody wants to hear it but we're going to talk about it every freaking episode because over the next four to five years we have the the most amazing lineup of comic book movies tv shows graphic novel related tv shows some of you people love the walking dead I hate it. That's going to be something we're going to talk about in this section coming up. Not today. Another day. Adulting 101. We're going to talk about all the shit that pisses you off being adult-y- these, an adult these days, such as the way that people drive, the way that people dress, the way that people use social media, the way they use the public bathroom. Pumpkin spice everything. Yes. And then we're going to wrap up the show with remarks for the show and our little promo section. Not to mention,
1: Flirt of the Week. Because why talk about Jonah when you can talk about Jonah the state?
0: <laughs> we love you, Jonah. <coughs> Kinda. So we're going to get right into Adulting 101. Steve, why don't you uh, go ahead and over this beautiful theme music that's playing behind us here? <laughs> Bring up the topic of the week for Adulting 101. Uh, we decided about um,
1: habits and hatreds of public restrooms. Oh,
0: man. Come on. So we're not talking about going downstairs in your own house and you have a party going on and using your own bathroom. Oh, no. Oh no, no, no. This is the bathroom at work. This is the bathroom at the concert. This is the bathroom on the long drive back home from whatever state you're in or whatever drunken stupor you've been in to get home that you have to stop at and use the facilities. Yeah, they. uh it's uh
1: at the baseball stadium, it's at the movie oh, theater, it's at the shopping mall.
0: Oh man. So let's just get right on to it, man. What is your biggest pet peeve when it comes to a public restroom? I, I can't do the trough. No? Oh the trough is just disgusting. So are you pee shy though? Like are you no. afraid to use a urinal? Like like if you do will you stand at a urinal and oh, use yeah, like a hundred other people in yeah, the room? That's fine. I got I got a couple friends that will not that they they oh, will that, use, wait and use the. I skull. mean that wall becomes the most
1: interesting thing you've ever seen. Yep. but eyes no, up! I don't don't yeah. be a meat hawk. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't care about a, a, a urinal. story. you ever afraid funny. of looking
0: like next like to the guy next to you being like, hey, what's up? And him being like, <laughs> what are you looking at?
1: <laughs> no, I'm afraid that it would be like some celebrity. And
0: I'd be like, can I have your autograph? Lamb <laughs> <laughs> pee on your pants. <laughs> For me, man, you know what I hate is like like whenever you got to go to work. And you got to use the restroom. And it's like, you know, you get your coffee of the day. You know, you get your first coffee of the morning. It's nice a little glass of water. And it's like, ooh, got a rumbling and a bubbling going on. And I go to sit down to use the toilet or anytime time pretty much throughout the day. But that first one in the morning, when I go to use the toilet, sit down and take, you know, take four or five, six minutes to read my Facebook, you know, read my news stories a <laughs> day. Take, take, some, take some Jared time, right? And I sit down and the fucking toilet seat's warm. Because oh. I know that somebody has been in there in the past 30 fucking seconds or a minute that has been there for a while. Yeah. Because unless you walked in when they were walking out, (laughs) which is also, you know, great too. When you have a, especially
1: like if you're at work and you have a work attire, let's say uh, that you have to wear. So there's no hiding the fact that you work there. And you know, there's the, there's a line if it's a single
0: use bathroom. Oh no. Well, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that happened. (laughs) Oh man. It's the worst. Like, my one of my, but again, one of my favorite things of the day is like if I get that same point and I get to go to the restroom and it's first thing in the morning and I'm like ah, got my meetings are over or whatever and I'm like oh it's time to take a like when a- like when you're the one that walks
1: in and the lights kick on yes like, oh, oh isn't that isn't that heaven <laughs> yeah. like you
0: walk in it's like oh <laughs> but you sit on that toilet and it's fucking bone chilled cold it's like yes firsties." What else, man? What else is your uh, pet peeve? Good things you like, bad things you hate. Um, I am, uh, I,
1: you know, as most people know, I'm a I'm a taller, wider gentleman. So I hate the I hate the small stall. Ooh, that one's always uh, not the short one, but the small one, right? Yes, the, the, the oh, narrow yeah. one where it's like where you feel like you're where, like you're, Temple you're, of Doom. You're, you're, hitting, you're, you're, hitting, you're hitting your elbows. Can't get on, a good wipe. You're hitting your elbows on the side walls. It's like, oh man,
0: or. Um, you know, the non-functional door. Oh, that's always bad. You ever been in a restroom where the doors are off? Yes. That's, nope. <laughs> that's just all bad. It's like the terrible version of the trough. Hey, man, when you got to go, you got to go. But at the same time, it's like, uh-uh. You, do you want, You what, like, I fucking hate more than anything, really, is when I go to use the restroom, especially in the stall. Like, urinal, dude, I'm like, urinal all day, no problem. Like, troughs, don't bother me, whatever. Stalls, I mean, like, you know urinals troughs stand up to pee whatever i'll pee on anything doesn't matter i don't care <laughs> but it's it's the stalls that bother me and i i go in and then you see the the, the short dark and curlies in the front oh. of the of the u toilet seat yeah oh yeah. god i'm like i have to wipe everything down and like i'm not crazy Cleanse like, it like with fire you know, yeah but like i'm not the crazy guy to like, grab the disinfectant or anything but i like totally grab like, every time i like grab toilet paper wipe the seat down because like you like especially if you're driving home or like commuting or something, you yeah. got to use a bathroom, dude. I treat that shit like it's got the fucking HIV yeah. on it,
1: and um, you know, like I, I understand businesses need
0: to cut costs, but really, like the half ply toilet paper, come on, it's just I'm just gonna use twice as much or four times as much, whatever it, it, I need for my double ply feel. I'm gonna use that exactly. much exactly. It. So it's like,
1: come on, guys, there's there's other ways to cut costs. <laughs> what else, man? Anything? Um. It's just like,
0: ugh. There's the whole concept of it is just,
1: um...
0: like I don't. There's there's a music lyric by uh, the Bloodhound Gang. It goes, uh, blah blah blah. I hate pub. I hate I hate pooping in public places. But we all hate that. I don't. I love it. It's my thing. (laughs) I love to do it. However, there's two things that I hate that happen inside that public potty. I hate the smell of urinal cakes. Yeah, can't stand it. Yeah, and I hate those like air spritzers that are up on the oh. wall <laughs> because if it spritzes twice you know you've been in there too long <laughs> it's like i gotta go it's like it's like a it's like a shameful timer <laughs> yep i get you so i guess for adulting one one, all i gotta say is uh understand what you like and don't like about pooping in public places because throughout the rest of your life you're going to have to do it yeah they're they're a fact of they're a fact of life so so don't be that person that's like, "Oh, I'm not going to poop or pee in the urinal." I mean in the in the porta john. What about porta johns? Will you do porta johns? Yeah. Absolutely. I don't care. I mean, like, you
1: just you just got to you just got to take it on the chin on that one because there's always going to be the people waiting for you. Now what I what I have liked is, have you seen these? They're like like a little pop-up trailer. Yes. That's, yes, I have. That's uh that's the the porta potties actually. Absolutely, you know, it's, like, it's like the super high class. Hell the, yeah! With the with the spritzer for the air freshener and you know lights and sinks and shit. Yeah, and I'm like, come on, damn. See, you know, he, some, air conditioning. Sometimes you know when you're <laughs> when you're photographing a wedding and it's ninety fucking degrees out with ninety seven percent humidity. Sometimes you just got to get out of the heat.
0: See, like for me, if there's a porta john, and it's fall, I prefer the porta john. Like I want to be, I want to be outside in like the cool air. When I gotta go, like, <laughs> like, oh, it's amazing. But I guess what I'm saying is that if you're if you're a person that's a younger person trying to understand how to be an adult, why don't you go ahead and grab up your bootstraps, pull them up, learn how to be an adult, and uh, deal with having to deal with yourself in your in your uh, <laughs> was restroom the, public places.
1: Was it the first American Pie where the kid wouldn't wouldn't go to the bathroom at school?
0: Yes! <laughs> yeah, shit break! It was Finch, yeah, right? Yes, it was. And then he yes, banged his mom.
1: He banged Stifler's mom, not his own Yeah, I mean, yeah, sorry. <laughs> banged the guy that
0: called him shit break's mom. Yeah, sorry. That would, that would be yes. bad. Alright, so let's go ahead and move on to our next segment here, and this is going to be uh, white and nerdy yes. because, as you know, we are both of the Caucasian denomination.
1: And uh, we've also got some uh, white and nerdy friends who have been hitting us up on Facebook tonight, so shout outs to. Uh Kenneth Cornfine and his lovely wife, Summer.
0: Yeah! Uh, That's friend, Kemmer, as I call him. Indeed.
1: Uh, our friends uh, Sarah Strobel and uh, Scribbles. Oh, nice! Better known as uh, the Katie from the Badge Dialogues. That is awesome, man. We've also got some, a lot of people who like the fact that we're recording but don't have the guts to say anything
0: and get shot Don't, don't to make fun of them because they'll listen. Limited to...
1: Including, but not limited to, Natalie
0: Paul, Mary Trost, Claire Sampson, Kelly Carter, and Anne Bob Todd Karkos. Uh With Anne and Mary also being on the Badge Dialogues, Mama Claire, lately, which uh, I believe that the one that Mary Trost was on lately uh, just got posted yesterday. As uh, There would be a Badge Dialogues episode number seven, I believe. Holy Sex is the name of the episode. Nice job on the uh, on the likes and the comments, guys. We really appreciate it. And that moves us on to uh, white and nerdy, guys. Is We're going to we're gonna segregate the comic-related portion of the show. So if you don't like it, fuck off. You don't have to listen to the next 10, 20, 30, 40 minutes, depending on how long we want to take on it.
1: Because guess what? We're going to take the time.
0: Absolutely. So we've talked about it before on the episodes, is that we have a uh, Facebook group uh, messaging that we do with all the other shows on the Get a Disease Network. Um, and one of the things that popped up, Kind of fell in line with something Steve wanted to talk about last week that we were going to push off to this week, so it fell out perfectly. And Steve, can you explain what uh, it was? Something I believe it was something Steven Spielberg said. Uh, correct. Yeah, and it's it's kind of weird that he was quoted
1: as, as saying that as I as I was thinking about it uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, my grandmother's been ill, been staying with us, and uh, one of the things to do while uh, Dad is working overnight and I'm taking care of Grandma is to watch old John Wayne movies. Because believe me, we got a lot of them, and it got me to thinking. You know, as we've watched some of these, and you know, seeing the the rehashed plots and the reha you know the reused uh, scenes and sets, it's like, man, these westerns went on for a long time, and they eventually just almost became parodies of themselves. Right. And I got to thinking, I was like, you know, what else? You know, because westerns used to be westerns used to be the thing like 100 like john epic yeah like john wayne himself has been in over like two or three hundred you know a lot of them were b movies at the time but when he became a legitimate star i want to say in dad's dvd case there's at least 20 to 25 legitimate hits that he's i'm sure he has um that i can still watch to this day um but it, the, the Western as a genre died and there's been a couple of, you know, uh, attempts to, to remake it. Um, the quick and the dead, um, uh, Maverick and tombstone all come to mind. As, uh, Maverick uh, was such a good movie as uh, modern interpretations of the God Western, man, Those are yeah, great movies. Tombstone's excellent. Um, uh, a far cry from the original, uh, gunfight at okay. Corral, which is also about Wyatt Earp and, um, uh, the events
0: leading up to that day. I'll be your Huckleberry. That, uh, isn't it, isn't that awesome? Know. Everybody knows where that's from. It's so good. Right, and one of the movies is that Val Kilmer—that
1: is, uh, yes, Val Kilmer plays uh, Doc Holliday. Doc
0: Holliday yep. with the tuberculosis,
1: indeed. And uh, one of the uh, one of the great movies that stars uh, both uh, Michael Bean and uh, Bill Paxton, along with Terminator and Aliens.
0: Wow! So, and
1: great. it's got the postman in it. It does have the postman in it. Um but yeah great, great stuff, but you know for it for it to you know have its heyday and then die and die, um I got to thinking you know what w- at what point are we going to reach the the saturation with with the superhero movies because you know as as we 're gearing up to now um marvel 's summer is basically over there's nothing coming out with them uh this winter unless they're going to surprise us um. You know, we got uh, nothing going on until Captain America Civil War in just about a year from now. I think maybe a little bit earlier than that. You know, when are we going to hit that critical mass with the superhero movie to the point where just nobody gives a damn anymore?
0: Yeah, man, I, I hear you. It's like I believe the comment. That they made is like, you know, the real gist of it is, are comic book movies the new new westerns? Are they going to be, you know, parodied and everything? You look at Blazing Saddles, things like that. Will they be parodied? Yes. Are they the modern-day western? Yes, I believe they are. But do you know what? Everybody growing up during those western times has nothing but love and affection for those movies. Look at your dad's movie collection. Yeah. Okay. How do you think my movie collection is going to look when I'm done? When we're done through this like five to six year run of of fantastic movies, an awful
1: lot like mine,
0: right? So you know what? It, it sounds like a shitty answer in a cop out, and I don't want it to sound that way. But but I really think I don't care if it is. I'm living for what it's got right now and what it's giving me in this moment. I want I want everything that that the comic book industry and the movie industry is like figured out that we want. Give it to me. If you want to make fun of it later, I don't care. I don't care if it looks hokey in 10 years or 15 years or 20 years. If you make, you know, because you know what's going to happen. is like we've had epic movie, scary movie. All this is going to be comic book movie. Yeah. Right. It's it's just going to fucking happen. And you know what? I'm going to watch that shit. Not to be confused with the comic book movie starring
1: uh, Mark Hamill. And uh, I believe uh, Kevin Smith is in it as well.
0: Exactly. <laughs> you know, but it's like, yes, I do believe that, that the comp, that, that comic book movies are the new Western. And like I, I thought about this earlier because we, we kind of brushed over this earlier and I wanted to really give it some some thought. My, my knee-jerk reaction to it was no. It's not the same thing. It's different. And the more and more I thought about it, it is absolutely the exact same thing. Absolutely. It's the same thing as sci-fi in the 80s. It's the same thing as Westerns in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. It's the same thing as... The late fifties, mid sixties, with World War II movies, early seventies—you know—it's just what the pop culture or reminiscent culture of the people that grew up during that era wanted. Okay, your our generation, Steve, right, grew up with the late eighties, early nineties heyday of comic books, in my opinion. Okay, Silver Age, Golden Age, whatever—that like was old school comics, and they have their relevance in their place. We got the the uncanny X Men. We got you know, amazing Spider Man, we got Venom, we got all this stuff, we got we got these things, uh, different iterations of Green Arrow, different iterations of Green Lantern, Superman, Superman's death all happened as we were growing up coming through it and we want to see it, okay? When the when the people that were our age during that time, like the people that were our age during like World War Two, when we were younger in the comic book time. They want to, you know, it's like they want to feel good about what happened during that time. They want that patriotic movie. They want that Western. The thing with the Western just doesn't make sense to me because people that, people that wanted to watch movies didn't experience the West, didn't experience the West. However, we didn't, we, we were not in comic books. Comic books don't exist. So I can't say that it's not the same thing. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. That, that's kind of my opinion of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's escapism in its in its purest form. Um, I'm just worried when you get towards the tail end of, of phase three
0: in the MCU. You know what are we going to be left with? The thing that brings pure joy and hope and expectation out of me is that the MCU is building to two movies: Infinity War. In Infinity War 2. The entire point of these movies are building to that. And I don't see Marvel, a.k.a. Disney Studios, a.k.a. Disney Owns Everything, (laughs) fucking that up. I don't see them fucking that up, okay? Now, the movies that come after that, because Inhumans is slated after that movie. Correct. Okay? I don't care. (laughs) I want... My Infinity Gauntlet. I own the Infinity Gauntlet series. I want to see the Infinity Gauntlet and everything that I like. When you open, you know, a two-page spread and see every single superhero yeah. and a, and a handful or more of supervillains yeah, all, all fighting their evil doppelgangers. Hey,
1: it oh, great, great, great spread. It, but it's it's I know exactly. It's what beautiful. You are talking about it's yeah.
0: beautiful. And, yes, that was a toy push back in the day. Fine. I'm okay with it. So was Secret Wars. But to me, when you look at – when you can take a six – literally, you're taking a six-comic-book series and you've built the Marvel Cinematic Universe around a six-comic-book series from the Mm mid-'80s. Okay? It wasn't very good, but what it did have (laughs) is everything. Everybody was in it. Anybody that wanted to see everything about comic books – could buy those six comics and see everything. Yep. You got to see the ultimate heroism. You got to see the ultimate powers of everybody because everybody had to step their game up to try and defeat Thanos and and all. And It's just... It's not quite dealing with Galactus, but it kind of is. I mean, but Thanos, you look at him and he's like, he's a person size, right? Sure, yeah. He's still a force of nature. He is the instrument of death. So to see... The MCU, like, embrace it. And I've also seen, like, with the Ultimate series and everything like that, Try to, like, try to redo the Infinity Gauntlet series. They've done very well. Yeah. And that's where they're kind of going with it, and I like it. But it's like, to me, that's just a warm and fuzzy of back in the day when I was a kid getting those comic books going, <laughs> wow, holy cow, look at this. This is amazing. Yep. You know, 27 pages of just utter joy of watching superheroes fight ultimate evil. That's all I want because that's all this is. This is just superheroes, ordinary people, people that have no superpowers, aka Black Widow, Hawkeye. They may be metahuman, but they're not like like superhuman or mm-hmm. I guess you could say. But everybody's stepping up to just try and defeat the ultimate evil. And and, and that's what I want to see in the cinematic universe. And when it's done, I don't really care what happens afterwards. It may not be the right attitude, but I just it's like yeah, yeah. I got what I got out of it.
1: Okay. I got you. Yep. Unfortunately,
0: all I ever wanted was maximum carnage. (laughs) That's one thing that might be pretty fun out of this. I I mean... uh,
1: But, you know, I'd settle for lethal protector at this point because I love me some Venom, but... Yeah. I just... I'm so over... You know, we've had the argument ad nauseum. I'm just so over Spider-Man and their butchery of him.
0: Did you listen to the last... Uh, um, that just happened that had Ryan and David Merkel on it.
1: I don't believe so. Okay.
0: There was a question that popped up that I'd like to pose to you. It said, um, they kind of posed it as this, um, if you could get a trainer, okay. Like, so, so, mo- so a movie, movie studio comes to you and says, Hey, you can be any superhero, super villain. You can play any part in comic books that you want to play. We'll get you cut. We'll put you the costume on you, whoever you want to be, whatever you want to do who would it be venom okay david merkel okay the man with two names <laughs> said i have three said venom and gambit and then i wanted to know if i was asleep and happened to be david merkel when i was sleeping i want to know if it was like a freaking <laughs> sounds a lot fight like, club thing
1: sounds like your marvel versus capcom team <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry my wife is yelling at my children right now because they're shitheads they're awesome. <laughs> no, so you'd be Venom. That would be the thing. I could. Yeah. See, I could see me and like, I. Well, would you be Eddie Brock or Matt Gargan?
1: Oh fuck, Matt Gargan.
0: Nice. Like I. Would you be Flash Thompson.
1: Definitely not. So um, you're going old school, Eddie Brock. Yeah, I mean. Eddie, like, the symbiote was always, like, the coolest thing ever to me because it could, like, he mimicked water one time. The symbiote can turn into anything. Absolutely. So I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And some of the stuff that they've done, which were just kind of shameless cash grabs, like, oh, let's make him a superhero when they did the Lethal Protector series Uh and on into Maximum Carnage. Um you know, was was okay. It was serviceable. He was still, you know, against Spider-Man. He's like, you know, punching Carnage in one frame and punching Spider-Man in the next. And I was like, all okay with that. Yep. Um, then he got real watered down for a while. And a couple years ago, they did uh, Shiver, which was um, a lot like uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, Only only with the symbiote, like literally like up in Antarctica and he's possessing all these these researchers trying to get away. The symbiote is that shiver. uh, Yes. Okay, I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's it's really good. This is after, um, you know, the symbiote and Eddie Brock broke up and Eddie Brock had cancer that the symbiote was fighting off for him. And he ended up, you know, in a hospital with Aunt May and trying to get over it. And the symbiote eventually got to Matt Gargan the scorpion which just made me sick so then i didn't like venom for a long time (laughs) but um you know i I gotta go back to it like just the 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 classic anti-hero absolutely um, my my favorite spider-man villain of all time for certain
0: yeah it's my it is my favorite character in comic books it really is like um i don't know if you ever read the thunderbolts Yes. Okay, I love the Thunderbolts because it's built off the Dark Avengers, and I thought the Dark Avengers during the whole Secret Wars thing was fucking awesome. It was pretty cool. In Civil War, which is why I'm super excited. I mean, I know they're not going to go that deep in the MCU with it, but I just think it's such, so cool.
1: Yes. Also, take this time to shout out to uh, our good friend Jeff, who also decided to uh, post up on the Facebook that, uh, you know, we're recording. So but yes, love me love me some Venom. Let's see, what's some other great what's some other great stuff that Venom has done? Um are you familiar with the um what if comic book? Me? Yes, you. Might who else am I talking to?
0: I don't know. You're just talking about peeing in my private bathroom not my public bathroom well you know hashtag I, adulting 101 I yes
1: i am familiar with the what if series okay there was um there was a what if episode uh you know One if issue if uh frank castle had gotten the symbiote instead of eddie brock and it's uh it's pretty cool because uh Frank Castle's walking by the church um, when Eddie Brock is about to commit suicide. When the symbiote goes and grabs Eddie Brock, it grabs the Punisher instead. Uh, it was a great little, uh, great little comic book. Which uh, Frank Castle gets the symbiote and goes. That was a cool. Of, I, I've or, read or, that. one. if that's pretty you know, cool? Takes out you know Tombstone and the Kingpin in like two pages. He's like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> that was kind of boring. Guess
0: what, motherfucker?
1: He's <laughs> <laughs> like, why would I shoot webs when I can shoot bullets, <laughs> <laughs> Good uh, good stuff. Yeah. Love me some Symbiote.
0: Absolutely. Which is gonna I kinda wanna preview a next episode. Is that I heard on UTJ so we're talking about uh Punisher. I'm uh, sorry, the Punisher. Which wait, which one was which? Here. We're talking about uh, what's the IMD? Let me see the IMDB thing here. So on the next episode of Something Gay, we're gonna I definitely want to talk about the difference between better, worse, you know, promos, good things, bad things.
1: We Are we going to talk us up some Punisher on the next
0: uh... On the next one. So, so I just kind of want to preview it for a minute. Um,
1: on the next White and
0: Nerdy. This, I just wrote Punisher. It is not Punisher. So on the next White and Nerdy, we're going to talk about The Punisher. Um, so The Punisher was in 2004. That's one with Thomas Jane. Punisher was back in the 1990s with Dolph Lundgren. And then Punisher Warzone was in – I'm sorry. the Punisher, It was The Punisher and The Punisher. So 1989 yeah, was, was say, Dolph Lundgren. I'm that, sorry.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then was it War Zone or War Journal?
0: War Zone was 2008 with okay. uh with Ray Stevenson as Frank Castle and I got to say just on the uh just on the on the surface of it in my opinion Punisher War was the Punisher movie we deserved. Okay, I'll have to I'll have to watch it yep. before then. We'll discuss it later. Um I would pre- appreciate it if you would go ahead and uh give it a look. And I think it's really worth your time anybody listening. I think it's worth your time and if you'd like to follow along on the next episode if you've missed any of the Punisher movies, I recommend you listen. You watch all of them, because I actually think they're all pretty darn good movies.
1: Yeah, for for what they are, as as almost period pieces. Uh, I yeah, thought, that's true. I remember the I remember the Dolph Lundgren version vaguely. I'll have to I'll have to dust that one off and, mm-hmm. and watch it again. But I remember thinking it was pretty good. I like the Thomas Jane version, even though um, you know I love Thomas Jane from uh, from Deep Blue Sea, but. As, as Frank Castle, he looked like he always kinda wanted to cry and didn't have that utter badassness that I think yeah. needs to come with Frank Castle. So I'll have to um watch War Zone and then uh, I'll have to read up on the guy they cast to play Punisher in the upcoming Daredevil season two.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be pretty cool. So I think it'd be a good discussion to talk about. I'd like to talk about basically what we're gonna see here is four iterations during our adult—I mean, not adult life, but like during our lifetime—from kids to adult yeah. that we could really discuss. So that'll be next week on White and Nerdy.
1: Look at us—we're white and
0: nerdy. So Steve, here's what I wanna know: mm-hmm. Did you bring your uh, hat? Of course. Did you bring your pipe? Of course. Do you have your degrees in murderology and murderonomy? Yes, I do. That's fantastic, because here is your hashtag Florida story of the week. I hope you all like the uh, new music for this section, because I think it fits appropriately. (laughs) So, Steve, let's say that you were a woman in the state of Florida. And let's say you were possibly arrested for drunken driving. And possession of controlled substances such as marijuana and cocaine. Oh boy! How would you use your wiles to try and get yourself oh, out of good this god no position? <laughs> would
1: I accuse the cop of like sexually assaulting me and planting the evidence? Oh,
0: you know what? That that sounds like a very very good idea. If you're from the state of Florida. Uh, you're on the right track. It has something to do with what you just said. Okay. Think along that whole uh sexual path. <laughs> did she try and
1: seduce the cop?
0: Ooh. Ooh, you're on the right path. You you're 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 getting there. You're getting there. Just, you're warm. Just straight up flash them? Or... Ooh, no, she did not she did not yeah. bear anything. Yeah. So there's your three, buddy. And let me just go ahead and give you the uh mugshot of the chick. That's how that's how funny she thought it was. Okay. <clears throat> so, this is from uh, the New York Daily News.com by Joel Landau. Florida woman offers cops oral sex if they dropped charges. <laughs> it was an offer not one, but three officers could refuse. <laughs> A Florida woman arrested for drunken driving and possession of marijuana and cocaine offered repeatedly to perform oral sex on three different officers if they would drop the charges, authorities said, according to an arrest affidavit provided to the Daily News. but when the cops rejected her offer for an impromptu plea bargain, she was hit with three counts of bribery. (laughs) Ariel Angert, 24, was pulled over at 2.48 a.m. Monday in Pinellas County and charged with drunken driving. She allegedly failed a series of field sobriety tests, and her blood alcohol level was what, Steve? If .08 is the limit. To be a drunk driver what do you think that uh, if she's drunk enough to offer yeah, three cops yeah, i mean
1: if it's 3 a.m and you got a load of blow with you and you're offering three cops blowjobs i'm gonna
0: guess 0.11 oh higher oh geez 0.15 higher 0.18 0.162 holy shit which is more than twice the legal limit police said she also admitted she had a oh. bag of marijuana in her purse oh. Well, being processed for the two crimes, she allegedly tried to play Let's Make a Deal with Deputy O'Brien Subdrink and offered to perform fellatio and other sex acts if he dropped the charges, police said. But it didn't work, and she was taken to the county jail where officers discovered a small bag of cocaine in the right side of her bra. So she told them she had marijuana, but didn't think that she was going to get searched and had (laughs) cocaine in her bra. So,
1: just like, Mama Cleric, is a bra a suitable hiding place for cocaine? I don't know. I don't wear one.
0: She, we got the head. We got the head nod. Yes, okay. because everything fits in the bra, right? In mine. Oh, <laughs> so it didn't work, and she was taken to county jail, where officers just dis- oh, a small vehicle cocaine inside bra that added that added felony charges of narcotics possession and in, and introduction of contraband into a detention facility because she didn't declare it before she went in. It, uh, they ha- they hammered her with trying to get it into the <laughs> detention facility. Phrasing undeterred. From her initial rejection, she then offered the same deal to deputies Obed Munoz and Eric Biddle. Wow. But when she was rejected again, police added three counts of bribery to her rap sheet. Angered, <laughs> who was seen smiling in her booking photo, was released after posting $5,150 bond Tuesday. She will appear in court on September 24th. Really? You're twice the legal limit and you got a bra full of cocaine and your bond's only five grand? Well it's only ten percent of what it's it's ten percent of right. your of your uh yeah. Yep. So she was held on she was held on fifty one thousand five hundred dollars wow. bail. They posted a bond. So your bail is the full amount bond is ten percent. Wow. So uh, she will appear in court on September twenty fourth. A message left at her home by the news was not returned. So <laughs> there's one thing I want to show you here, Steve. So that's her that's her mugshot, right? Uh-huh. That's her Facebook like, Instagram thing. Huh. There's another one of her. Stephen Michael Barta? Yeah. Would you have taken the bride?
1: Absolutely not. No, fuck you. You don't drive drunk. No, No, I have no... I have no sympathy for drunk drivers at all. I mean, especially now, when you can fucking go online and get Uber... Like, instantly. Yeah, exactly. Really? Like, like, you just pull up
0: your fucking app and, like, take me home. Like, really? We'll do you with your car. I'll pick it up tomorrow. What if it gets stolen? I've got insurance. The end.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, like our uh, our wonderful friend and podfather, uh, Nick Pearl, in his... Uh, Hello, the podfather. One of his uh, most recent comic strips from uh, Dork County uh, has him turning down a, a wino at oh, his Oh, that was so for, great. Uh, you know, being too drunk says he can't serve him, and then... You know the wino storms off, and you know in his in his imagination, he thanks him for saving his life and everything. Like it's just to to be that irresponsible is like no, that's like I'd also I'd also slapped her for prostitution, you know? Right? I'd, yeah. No yeah. Fuck soliciting. You. Yeah. No. Fuck you. You go to
0: jail. Absolutely, man. <laughs> All right. Sorry. So. Which is why they nailed her for bribery. So, Steve, we're going to move on to the uh, end segment of the show. Indeed. Well, I guess the uh, two end segments. We've got to hit our promotions, and then we're going to have remarks for the good of the show. All right. So, with this more structured setup, which I think is working out so well so far, <laughs> let's go ahead with our uh, promotions. Once you take the uh, you take top one, I'll take the other ones. Okay. So, Go ahead
1: and uh, listen to uh, all the shows on the Disease Network, including the flagship You're Going to Get a Disease, starring Luke and Nick.
0: Badge Dialogue, starring Mama Claire.
1: Uh, um, that Just Happened with Adam and Rodney, your weekly source of audio debauchery.
0: Backslash Rerule with Ryan and Caesar.
1: Coming up soon. And then everybody's favorite Three Hours of Drunken Fun.
0: Everybody's favorite in Russia. <laughs> Das Drunk, das starring Drunks. Jonah and Nick and their sometimes occasional EP, Brendan Reposetic.
1: <laughs> and whoever else they can get to come drink with them. I'm
0: not doing it again. That lies. <laughs> so, Steve, do you have any remarks for the good of the
1: show? Um, it's good to be back. Uh, it, It's good to have some structure. Always uh, a wonderful uh, time coming here to the studio and recording with you. Uh, had a great dinner by Mama Claire and... Uh, Nice uh after inventory this
0: morning to uh be able to just relax. Absolutely, man. It seems like you had a nice early start to the day. Oh god. Um I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're able to talk about some things. We have some great plans coming up for the next set of shows. Uh with the structured content, the structured style, we have a lot of good plans, a lot of good content coming up. Um including the oft-mentioned Beta Kappa episode. Yes, Beta Kappa we're targeting for episode right around 25. So Give us some time. We're going to need to schedule up. Whether recorded earlier or not, we're going to do it. And uh, I'd like to thank you all again for listening to uh, Something Gate. This is Jared Sampson. I'm
1: Steve Barta. And just remember, if you venture into the
0: state of Florida
1: or Indiana or anywhere else that they populate, just remember that haters are going to hate and alligators are going to all- alligate. Potatoes are going to potate. And cheaters are going to get out of punishment. So
0: is it been something gate good night guys